just a quick warning that we're going to be talking about death, war, doppelgangers, existentialism, duh, the theory of fucking relativity somehow, lost lovers across the times, atomic bombs, debriding, colonization, and probably some other stuff too. So if you're not in the right headspace for this, maybe just skip these next 7 to 28 episodes. (laughs) everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Hopeless Endeavor, a Joanna Newsome podcast. My name is Sam. My name is Nikki. Thanks so much for tuning in to Waltz of the 101st Lightborn, part three. I like tuning in. Tuning in makes me feel like it's like a snowy day, and ah, we totally. tuned into the radio. We're like all cozied up that. in a blanket. Say that more yeah. often. I like that. All right, we should. We're gonna try to incorporate that if we can remember. Although, I have to say, because well, first of all, thanks you guys so much for being patient with us and not releasing an episode last week. Um, things just got fucking crazy for Sam and I, so yep. it just didn't happen. Um, but because of that, that means we haven't recorded in, I think it's only been like two to three weeks. It feels like a long time though. It So exactly. Like I was just going to say that like, don't, I have zero or like little to no faith in us remembering to use the phrase tuning in. Oh yeah. Because in re-preparing or like re-researching a bunch of the shit that I had to do for today, I was like, I like what the fuck did we talk about last time yeah. for two hours we have two episodes already on this song like i don't remember our conversation at all it's like it didn't happen it's weird how much of a void this podcast is for me too and like i don't like i don't remember what we talked about three weeks ago i have absolutely no idea what we thought of east collectively at all absolutely we we thought it was good why is that is it like because i'll remember things maybe it's just like if i listened to our episodes i'd probably remember more yeah because i remember things from podcasts years ago not this one (laughs) i think yeah not not ours i think it's because i've heard other podcasters saying the same thing and my theory is just because when you're listening to a podcast, it feels more like you're learning something, like you're paying attention to somebody else's conversation. But when you're recording, all you're doing is talking to your friend. Mm-hmm. And like, if you ask me to record a, con- or sorry, if you ask me to remember a conversation that I had two years ago, which is like how long it's been since we started doing this podcast, pretty much, mm-hmm. I have no fucking idea what we talked about. And so I think that that's why it's harder because it's like less noteworthy feeling or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's also like in order to not feel like a complete <laughs> fool every time I do these episodes, I have to forget everything I say. Because if yes, I do remember yeah. it, I'll just be falling asleep and I'd be like, well, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> 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 Why did you say that? Very good point. That, that's a good survival well. <laughs> mechanism. I don't know. This is Nikki cutting in with a quick note that I'm making during the editing process that somehow in this episode, in part three of Waltz, Sam and I don't get into the actual lyrics, like the next verse as we're supposed to, because we just had a bunch of big picture stuff to talk about. And 
some fucking quantum physics to talk about. So if you're really, really craving the lyrical analysis, um, don't listen to this episode because we don't get into it until the next one. But if you want it right now, the next two episodes are up on Patreon. So part uh, four and five of the podcast um, are both up. So you can check it out, it out there. But uh, yeah, I just needed to give you guys a warning in case anybody was just waiting for the whole 45 minutes of this episode um, just to end up with no reward. So you've been warned. Okay, so... You know, apparently we did all of the first verse in the last two episodes, Mm -hmm. which brings us to the second verse for today. Mm -hmm. But I thought that given at least my pretty substantial lapse in memory, maybe some of the listeners are on the same boat where they don't remember what the fuck we were talking about. So my like preliminary notes for this for this episode are, is just like a very quick recap and then like added to that I had just some thoughts some like all things considered thoughts not specific to any particular verse great so do you mind if I do that please okay <clears throat> so uh, quick refresher I do think we said this last time but just to remind people um Okay, in infantry, which comes up later, but is relevant in my conceiving of the title of the song, 101st Lightborn, um, because 101st Airborne was an Air Force infantry in in World War II um, in the American Army. So I think that 101st Lightborne is just a playoff of 101st Airborne, that 101st Airborne was an infantry. So infantry means on foot. So when armies come and uh, sort of like scope out a place on foot, but the thing that makes it an airborne army is that they are dropped from the sky. So dropped from airplanes via parachute or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, and they arrive in that way. Okay, so that 101st Lightborne is a playoff of 101st Airborne. I think is going to be relevant for us. Uh, Sam just started recording. Thank you so much for doing that Mm -hmm. on the Zoom thing. Okay. Anyways. Um, Okay. Right. So because of these things combined, we have this image um, at the beginning of the song of an army falling from the sky. So remember, because it's, because an air, because 101st Lightborn is, Oh my God, why can't I speak? This is very confusing already and I'm not even talking about fucking (laughs) physics and quantum relativity stuff. Um, Okay, whatever. We have an image of an army falling to the the earth from the sky. Yeah. Um, And I was thinking last time, I don't remember having talked about how this is a form of diving maybe, of... Um, that movement from the sky to the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember having talked about that, though we might Let's have. say we didn't. <laughs> Let's say we didn't. And have some original content here. So, okay, that was one thing. Um, okay, and last time we were speculating that, like, look, if time travel becomes a thing or is already a thing for the people in our narrator's timeline, um, 
we were speculating that the invaders that are f falling in from the sky are actually future versions of the very people who are being invaded, right? Does mm -hmm. that sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I was thinking like, we don't really know why these people are coming back, um, why the future versions of these people are coming back to invade the, the narrator's timeline versions. But I was thinking that like a really haunting answer to that question might be that they're coming back to try to stop the invention of time travel because it was so harmful or scary. Interesting. Because I was thinking like, why are they coming back now, like to this particular time period? Why do they care about these previous versions of themselves instead of sometime before or after? Yeah. And I was thinking that like, if this is when we start being able to travel through time, maybe the invaders are coming back because they're like, oh my God, stop. Like, don't go there. It's <laughs> oh a bad God, idea. Stop. Yeah. Which made, which, which reminded me of like the future, the, the coming up line that make it stop my love. We were wrong to try mm -hmm. that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, don't I like know. that because I, I think I like that theory because it just emphasizes how futile trying to change anything is that like the choices yeah. you made are the choices you made. And that's just a part of life. Um, and so it would make sense that the people in the future who have been fucked up by the past choices are like, no, 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 no. Like there's no way to actually change this. Um, and there's, you know, a sequence of events that changes for every like little adjustment you try and make, um, like a ripple effect of all of that. Um, sure. Why not? I like that. <laughs> why not? Um, okay. So that was okay. one of my thoughts. <laughs> And then I do remember having talked about this last time because of the Michael Hicks article. Oh, side note, Sam, I meant to text you this, but then I think I got too caught up in meetings. Mm -hmm. But okay, so I'll link to the Michael Hicks article in the show notes. But this week I had a meeting with this like, I'm developing this course in school and I had a meeting with one of the people that I'm going to be working with. And his name was Michael Hicks. <gasps> and you were like, excuse me. I literally asked him. I was like, um, sir do you by any chance write articles about Joanna Newsom? And he did not, didn't know what I was talking about. That was would like, be cool, cool, cool. so cool. I know. I was like not able to con concentrate on what he was saying before I asked him because I was like, is this him? This can't be him, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. But if it was, that would be like a coincidence to end all coincidences. Yeah. I would just die. Yeah. I would just die. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, but we, yeah, we talked about this last time because of the Hicks article, but I just wanted to reiterate, given, to get us in the mindset, I guess, to keep talking about the shit that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact that it's a waltz, that it's called Waltz of the 101st Lightborn is just so fucking perfect because a waltz, remember, is a dance that has like all sorts of steps, but it, it takes you in this circle, the two dancers in a circle, and brings them right back to the exact spot that they started. And so given our little theory about how the people who are invading now are just future versions of the current um the current people in our current timeline uh it feeds into like the cycle narrative that we have on our list of themes to to keep in mind and i just thought that was a really beautiful way of putting it so like the waltz that our soldiers are doing is inventing time travel getting all stoked 
on the shit that happens when you invent time travel. So like opening the door for colonization of different fucking multiverses and timelines and all that shit going out and trying to colonize it all. And then for some unknown reason, flying back to the same starting point of time travel invention. Um, and then dying. So I was thinking also in a battle between if there's a war between now Nikki mm-hmm. and future Nikki, who's mm-hmm. come back to colonize or to do something to now Nikki, we know for sure that it's future Nikki who dies because it's me. Because the they're coming I, back to I survive. Yeah. To yeah. now Nikki to change <laughs> exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that one spot then, the invention of time travel, if, if my theory from before is right, is connected to both birth and death in this way that I think might mirror like the birth and death cycle that, that is a theme on this whole album because it's the one spot where uh, like I, I die and time travel is invented. I don't know. These are crazy thoughts. But, but that like in general, about. everything is connected and you have no control over that anyway. You have no control. It's cyclical. Mm-hmm. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all yeah, very inevitable, like you were talking about before. Does that bring us to fatalism then, or is that too much of a jump? Let's do it. Let's talk about fatalism. I'm sure you know more about this than I do, because I don't spend um, my time doing philosophy. I spend <laughs> my time doing linguistics. Um <laughs> Uh, Wikipedia tells me things about fatalism. Wikipedia says things like human beings are powerless to do anything than what they actually do. Um, Humans have no power to influence the future or the outcome of their own actions. Events themselves are decided by fate and are outside of our own control. And then we have a difference between theological fatalism and logical fatalism. Oh, and causal determinism. I'm sure you know a lot more about causal determinism than I do. So the way that I learned it was that fatalism and determinism are different in that determinism holds that like literally everything is written. Like all of your actions, like there's there's no two ways that anything could have gone. It's all, all your choices are, are determined in that like even though we have the illusion that we're choosing between having vanilla and chocolate ice cream like actually it's always been determined that I'm going to choose chocolate because my taste buds are like aligned in a certain way and like my previous experiences all led me to make this one decision okay and then I learned that fatalism is different from that in that um uh the outcome is determined but the path that I take to get to that outcome might be different so like let's say I was always gonna marry David but I could have met him because I was a fan of his podcast which is how we actually met or I could have met him because we bumped into each other at Wegmans doing some grocery shopping Mm -hmm. but like either way all paths lead to the same outcome that's for me what the difference is okay so determinism is like no matter what you do you're still following the footprints that are there for you and fatalism is like um, your end point is the same, but there's a zillion different footprints you can follow to get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, determinism is like there's only one way that mm-hmm. everything ever could have gone, mm-hmm. and it's the way that it's going. It's just the one, the one way that, yeah, 
that things could have gone exactly and then fatalism like you said yeah there's a whole bunch of different paths all leading to the same result the, f- the fate so then what do we what do we propose that this song is saying is this song saying that time travel allows us a more fatalistic interpretation because time travel allows us to take those different paths to the predetermined endpoint or is it saying that time travel was inevitable and I, and I don't expect you to have an answer for this. Yeah. <laughs> time travel is inevitable and we would have gotten there anyway. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, I'm glad that you've given me the freedom to not know the answer because I don't. Um, for me, though, I, I was thinking about this as I was bending my brain trying to understand everything happening in this song today. And I think that just the invention of time travel itself has to or maybe like presupposes or 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 means that it is the case that determinism is true like that the the more extreme theory of between determinism fatalism is true in that i think that yeah i think it does mean that everything was inevitable and was just going to go the one way because what it means i think to travel back in time is that like this is hard for me to explain that like things that you can go back and visit this like time and space and that things are going to look exactly how they looked as you were experiencing it means that like there is and if there is no difference between like future and past it means that like everything is there for you to go explore and like that your 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 free will or your choices aren't doing the determining because it's already laid out if you can travel to the future and to the past I don't know if that makes any sense and I don't know if that's philosophically like um, rigorous at all but that's at least to me what it makes me think of is that it undermines the idea of free will if everything's just already laid out there for you to go visit like if space and time are sort of the same thing then that means that your choices aren't doing the work that we think that they're doing Mm mm-hmm does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And that, like, regardless, we would have been coming back to fight ourselves in this weird space yes. battle anyway. Yes, because that's, like, another really trippy thing is that if we're coming back to fight ourselves in this space battle, doesn't that mean that the people who are coming back also had people visiting them? Like, because it's a loop, Mm-hmm. We think of, like, let's think of me, Nikki, now. I, like, look up and I see people parachuting from the sky coming down to invade now, Nikki. Okay, whatever happens, I go on and live the rest of my life. And my, like, whatever, my choices slash fate slash determinism lead me to then want to travel back in time and invade past me. We know this happens because it happened to me right Mm -hmm. it happened to previous me so whatever happens I go on and I want to go back and invade but what that means is that the people who are invading also have lived through the same it's it's all just me right and so they also had people who wanted to come back and invade and it's just this fucking loop that feels inescapable 
-hmm. this is what's so trippy about time travel shit is that it kind of doesn't make sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So my next question is, and I also don't expect you to have an answer to this, but if this is just a cycle and we have all experienced this before within the context of the song, we must not remember these cyclical invasions, right? right? Like, and then this goes back to our discussion about the Grim Reaper and that like scythe reaping deletion in that like moment of time when they scoop you up and take you to the next plane of existence. Um, That like, even if, no, it can't be. I was going to say, even if you have experienced this multiple times like the deletion of that memory must occur when you die yeah right i I don't know and that's that that's like the cyclical nature of it right that like every time we try to go back and make this futile attempt to change what happened in the past we die and then the cycle just starts again yeah so i think that's yeah I think that's right and then the the dying does the deletion mm-hmm. um I mean the other thing I was thinking about is that like it gets so hard to to conceptualize because mm-hmm. okay if we have a future version of me coming back and seeing a past version of myself that means in the present timeline there are two versions of Nikki there are two physical Nikki's there's old Nikki and young Nikki or now mm-hmm. Nikki right um and so potentially old Nikki doesn't forget that when she was young Nikki, there was an old Nikki who came back and invaded her. Like maybe I know that. Um, But young Nikki doesn't yet know that because it hasn't happened to her yet. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but like, yeah, it's really weird. I don't know. Then it makes me think of things like if, young Nikki sees the parachutes falling yeah does that trigger some kind of like past life remembrance or are you still in like whoa shit look at those parachutes I wonder who that is and when you're confronted with your future self it's like equally as surprising and astonishing every time or is there some part of you that remembers that and like maybe not in your brain but like in your body like do you have some kind of muscle memory from that it's a super cool question i i kind of love the idea that it's a whole new experience every time only because Mm -hmm. that mirrors this like joanna theme i think on this album of people of of us just doing a bang up job of forgetting the fact that we just lived an entire life and coming into the world and like being slammed from the night jar army into these earth bodies. And we're just Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, what? Like, this is so crazy. And like, uh, this is all brand new. And we all have the illusion that we're doing this all for the first time. Like it just, the naivety there is like really sweet almost. It's just like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, I, but I like both. I love the idea that we'd have a muscle memory of it too, and that like there's like little glimpses into the idea that we've done this before. It's it is very sweet, 
that we forget this every time, but it's also infuriating because yeah. that, that perpetuates the cycle forever, right? Like there yeah. is no version of us that is prepared to deal with the arrival of our future selves, yes. no matter how yeah. many tools like <laughs> we collect on our little space tool belts as we move throughout, um, you know, these different versions of ourselves, there is nothing we can do to help ourselves past, future, present. Right. It's kind of pitiful. Which <laughs> it is pitiful, but it like, it feeds into that exact like determinism question that we were just talking about, which is like, no, things just go one way. And like, how do we know that? Well, because they went that one that one way and so like yeah. no matter how many times you go back you know that there's only one way that things pan out for this for this you know young Nikki version mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah it's trippy as fuck and it's infuriating infuriating and I think that she's probably I think intentionally invoking this cycle of time travel and inevitability to mirror this sort of like life death cycle proposal that she's putting forth on this album that we mm -hmm. just live these cyclical lives and that death erases everything mm -hmm. or and no birth erases everything and that people yeah, keep know. making the same mistakes that humanity yeah. keeps making the same mistakes um, yeah exactly because we have no control over um the greater hand of history and what is remembered and who is remembered um yes and all of that from Zappagonigan <laughs> exactly yes exactly <laughs> Um, crazy, all crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. The song is bonkers. Like it literally yeah. hurts my brain. <laughs> yeah. Literally my head. Like, it's like, oh my God, stop. Um, to try to understand it all. I've been, I've been for the last five hours too doing research on this oh and like God. it, yeah, it's not even a little bit clearer. Um, one thing I did come across that blew my mind, which is my, fact of the podcast mm. to bring forth today <laughs> throw it down um, i'm ready okay so what i did in trying to understand space time was watch a bunch of videos on youtube about space time and the theory of relativity or the mm -hmm. theories of relativity there's like general relativity and special relativity i'm not going to pretend to understand any of it because i really don't it's really really tricky but one thing I learned just without being able to explain like why this is the case, the theory of relativity, which is the thing that gives us space time that like makes us, um, that, that shifted physicists understanding of the nature of reality from talking about it in three dimensions where there's like height, uh, uh, what are the three dimensions? Height, length and depth. Mm -hmm. Um, and made it so that we can't understand or like, okay, the reason we shifted from that classical physics um, understanding of things to the four dimension, like modern quantum physics understanding of things is because just looking at the world in three dimensions doesn't explain all the phenomena that we can observe. So the fourth dimension, which Einstein put forth is that we need to understand time as a literal another dimension that that fuses space and time together okay anyways so what that did somehow um is 
give rise to the idea that time is relative, which and that it's it's sort of physical in a way, which makes for it doesn't make time travel possible, but it like gives uh, it informs our understanding of what time travel would be like if we were to go on to invent it. Okay, so anyways, the takeaway from that for the moment is just that uh, the theory of relativity informs what time travel would look like. Okay, the theory of relativity also is E equals MC squared, or like that E, M e equals MC squared is involved in the theory of relativity. And Sam, do you know what else E equals MC squared gave rose to? No. Fucking atomic bomb. Whoa. So my thought here was that like, okay, so again, I was trying to understand this, but like little me trying to understand fucking quantum physics doesn't go well as you might anticipate, but it's something to do with the fact that like, even in little atoms, there's um, like tiny little itty bitty atoms harness huge amounts of, of energy. And so when they're like manipulated or released in the right way, the little tiny atoms can produce these huge effects like atomic bomb effects. And um, there was something really poetic in relating this back to this song that like the very thing that gives rise to time travel also gives rise to this weapon of war mm -hmm. in this way that seems so in keeping with waltz the very thing that gives rise to time travel is the thing that makes us go back and like try to colonize ourselves and start wars with ourselves and like the very thing that gives us the freedom to try and change the future also destroys us in the end that it's like always this dichotomous fight with ourselves and fight against humanity because we can't ever actually change it yeah crazy we are very lucky to have gotten an email from sweetest friend of the podcast Rachina, who Yay. sent us not only two beautiful covers but wow. this incredible email about space time Rachna, yep. thank you so much i love you okay i'm gonna share my screen so we can look <gasps> at these together Rachna's a stem girl Rachna's a stem girl so this email says hello I'm a STEM girl through and through, so I feel a certain kinship to the song. Like, you can do everything. I'm so impressed with you as a person. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> what the fuck? How are you a STEM girl? What other secrets do you have in your pocket? Yeah, he's like, yeah, come on. Okay, not fair, but all right, whatever. <laughs> I did my undergrad in astrophysics. So of course cool. did. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I remember listening to this, to this song while I was taking a general and special rel relativity class and just projecting so hard onto the, to the lyrics. Okay, here we go. Nothing can go faster than the speed of light. For reference, that's about 300,000 kilometers a second. How far something can travel is determined by its speed. A car can go farther than I could walking within a set time because it has greater speed. Yeah. Something going at light speed could go farther still, but that's the maximum distance something could go because nothing can be faster than the speed of light, so nothing can go farther in that same time. Yeah. So... Stuff can only travel so far in a set time. Yes. With the maximum being how far stuff could go 
was it to travel at light speed? And stuff can be anything from cars to rockets to information to gravity to signals. Every, yep. Anything and everything. So here's this beautiful graph, which I can't um, share with you listeners, but I will post somewhere. Here's a graph showing this limited distance travel. It's called a light cone. It's got time. Okay, so envision this with me, sweet people who are being very patient in this listening. So the vertical axis um, going up, uh, it's got time on the vertical axis going up and distance on the horizontal, horizontal axis spanning out. We can only, and then in brackets it says, we can only show two dimensions of space even though there are three because, well, how would we draw it? Here's this beautiful, I don't know how to make my screen better so you can see the whole thing. Yeah, no, I can see it. It's okay. good. Yeah. The graph shows where we can go. So the bottom ah. cone. So, the, uh, okay. So in this graph, we have, um, imagine two cones. There's one um, shape moving upwards, one shape moving downwards. And in the middle, we have this like rectangle of the hypersurface of the present. This is an awful thing to listen to. I'm so sorry, but I will but post it. Ironically, it looks like a, it looks like a, what are those little time things? Those little timers where you like, oh, there's yeah, sand yeah, yeah. and it uh, drips sand. down. What is that called? Yeah. A sand, sand timer? Yeah. <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> Hold on a second. Like a timer sand thing. Timer. A sand timer. Uh, it, it's it not just called a sand timer. Hourglass. Hourglass. It yes, looks like an hourglass. <laughs> That's a much better visual. So it looks like an hourglass. With, with a piece of paper exactly in the of it. Yep. yeah it also makes me think of did you ever make those like you put two like pop bottles soda bottles yes two yes, liter soda yes. bottles and you shake them and it makes like a like a tornado yes yeah. yeah so we have an hourglass shape the bottom of the hourglass is the past light cone the top is the future light cone and in the middle we have this piece of paper that is the hypersurface of the present <sighs> the bottom cone is where we could have come from were we to start at the origin, which is the center of this graph, we could only travel within the light cone. To get beyond it, we would have to be traveling faster than light, which is impossible, and nothing outside could reach us inside. This part blows my mind. The light cone extends up and down forever. <laughs> Basically, if we were to stay spatial, if we were to stay still spatially, time would still continue and we would travel up the light cone. Remember, mm -hmm. up isn't actually spatially up, but it's the progression of time. Right. Okay. The cone's spatial boundary or width is dictated by the speed of light. The light cone has walls, but no ceiling. Okay. In other words, drum roll, time is taller than space is wide. Ooh, that's super cool. So if I understand correctly, time is taller than space is wide because we have to stay inside this hourglass. We have to stay inside this these light cones, which extend perpetually, which extend yeah. forever. Um, and we can't leave them because to leave them, we would need to travel faster than light. And that's impossible. Yep. yep. Loving this. So Rachel, that I really helps me. I'm sorry I didn't share it earlier. <laughs> I no, added in my notes and then was like, aha. This is so helpful. It's, mm -hmm. it's, I'm so grateful to Rachna for this and to you, Sam, for organizing all this and, and bringing this forth. That's really, really, really cool. Time is taller than space is wide. Yeah. Because time goes on for forever 
but you can only travel the speed of light. And so because you can only travel the speed of light, there's this like confined area that you can travel width wise, but mm-hmm. there's a forever amount that you can travel time wise because it just goes on. Yes, that's a really important cool. distinction that the width that we have is limited. The width of space is limited, but the time is forever. <laughs> Super cool. It's like a I diamond saw... commercial. <laughs> you saw what? I sorry? saw Rachna saying, like, am I losing my mind or something like that? Or does mm-hmm. Joanna know about the Einstein, what was the other name? No. Minkowski. Minkowski something. Uh, Rachna, I do not doubt that Joanna mm-hmm. knows about the Einstein. Oh, for sure. And last name. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, she's ridiculous on this album. Ridiculous. So that's super cool. Rachna, thank you so much for sending that. Not only was your graph super helpful, but your explanation made this a lot more palatable. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Hope that translated okay audioly. If not, we'll post that, that graph like on Instagram. So if you're listening to this, sure. just go check out our Instagram and see if that helps um, visualize things. Mm-hmm. I'll probably post it on Facebook too. Okay, cool. <sighs> All right. Um... I, I also, there was like this other, when we get to the stack of slides line, there was this other like space time visualization that I will ask you to post Sam that helped me out, made mm. me freak out. It's all very fucking complicated. Okay. Yeah. I just don't have a physics mind. <sighs> okay, okay. There was one more thing I wanted yeah. to say before we get into um, <laughs> the, second the lyrics. Um, and that was, I listened to, let me pull up my picture here, this awesome podcast, um, a few weeks ago now, and it was, uh, the You're Wrong About podcast, and the story was about Flight 571, Survival in the Andes, which, a uh, mm. very shortened version was, like, a chartered plane crashed in the Andes, and it's, like, the survival story of the people on board, and I'm, I don't remember thinking these things, but I texted them to you, so I would remember. So I'm just going to read the text okay. that I sent you. Yeah, perfect. I said, this is an incredible story about survival. The narrator is talking about survival in the wilderness versus everyday survival and how we are, I remember now, how we are actually surviving every day in the modern world. We're still making risky choices, but they don't feel risky because we're used to them. It makes me think about the ideas in Waltz and how we've been thinking about this great war between two versions of ourselves in space as like this greater survival story. But actually, do we fight ourselves in space every day? So I think where I was going with this was that like, we've been thinking of this like greater scale of war as something that's happening in this cycle, blah, blah, blah. And I think the connection I made was like, this is, this is the survival in the wilderness. This is this, this greater thing that happened, that's happening that seems extraordinary and seems um, uh, infrequent. It seems really rare and special and like huge. But actually, are the, are the like choices that we're making every day, are the choices that we're making as little people on this one plane of time on earth just as risky as those time traveling choices that we make and is our like existence on earth continually like fighting that battle 
Does that make sense? Yes. I, I, I love this thought that like the worst, like, so tell me, tell me if I'm on the right track Mm -hmm. here in, 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 um, understanding your thoughts. So Mm -hmm. like the worst thing that can happen to us, or I don't want to say that, but like a very bad thing, the thing that we're always fighting against happening to us is Mm -hmm. death. Mm -hmm. And like, we have to fight a continuous battle to avoid dying, no matter if we're fighting that in like this fucking big epic multi time dimension war, or if we're just trying to like find our next supper in a very like limited contained, not dramatic fashion. Like we, we are all doing this same railing against death all the time. Is that Yeah. And I think that we devalue like those daily choices and those daily battles. We like scale down those as like just everyday whatever. And this song gives us a really nice perspective of like, oh, we actually are battling ourselves every day with the choices that we make. Like I am battling my future self because I decide or decide not to eat dinner today. Like I... I am still shaping my future in some way with these like really small teeny tiny everyday choices. Um, And in that way I am still, I am constantly battling my future self. Yeah. And this song, I was going to (laughs) say in really plain language, but that's not true. (laughs) And this song (laughs) in like a really complicated and beautiful way sets that battle on a much larger scale on a much like uh more meta scale than than what we're used to but both are battles that we are fighting and both are important and blah 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 blah. yeah and like even more like i think yeah i think that's exactly right sam and then like that that contrast I guess that you're that you're describing between this like mundane like yeah everyday decision thing and this like time war thing I think is mirrored in like the domestic gendered Melissa Mm. Marturano thought from Blessing All the Birds this like fact that the woman in the song the narrator has to stay still and stay grounded to earth and her struggles and her plight or like trying to like grapple with the fact that her her john <laughs> uh i don't mean like her pro- uh, sex worker mm-hmm. version of john but um that like her partner has gone off and done his war fighting and she's tethered to the earth and has to like grapple with how to be there every day so i think that that sort of domestic like quote unquote simple struggle is in this song being contrasted with this greater war conquering all fucking multiverses struggle i think that um that that's very much there in like the in the backbone of the song yeah i agree with that 100 percent. yeah and that that gendered aspect is always in play no matter what the scale is yeah that, that's also something that is inescapable yep Okay, so with that, a nice light uh, intro. As per nice usual. light forty-two minute intro. <laughs> Super cool. All right, all good. <laughs> you know, we could just have an eternal 
loop where we like start episodes of waltz and then take 45 minutes and just call that an episode and never and, like, actually forget get to the lyrics. what we talked about and then yeah, start over no problem cool 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 yeah Okay, thank you so much for listening to part three of our episodes on Waltz of the 101st Lightborn. We have so much to get into. Shit gets so confusing or continues to be so confusing, but we're so glad you're here. Um, check us out on Patreon. We have some early episode releases. We have a bunch of bonus episodes up there now. Sam and I are just about to record some new ones. So, yeah, check us out there. Uh, it's patreon.com slash a hopeless endeavor. My dog is insisting on making this audio incorrigible because of his whining but it's fine he's very cute uh, ugh, it's driving me crazy um okay so we have a facebook group uh mm-hmm. hopeless endeavor a genuine podcast. podcast uh-huh what else do we have sam email we have an email which is a hopeless endeavor at gmail.com endeavor is spelled e-n-d-e-a-v-o-r and we're on instagram um we post for every episode we share you your stories if you talk about us because that's very heartwarming and sweet and lovely Hmm. um on instagram we are a hopeless endeavor podcast feel free to send me dms there send us dms there email us um post on facebook us we haven't said that in forever yeah Please rate and review us. (laughs) Whenever it happens, we send each other screenshots, and they're always lovely reviews. If you hate us too, you can tell us. But I mean, I'd rather you didn't. But yeah, it's just it's just affirming sometimes to get Mm -hmm. some some. The ratings thing is annoying though because you can only see your ratings and reviews from the country you're in. Yeah, right. So like, if you're in America, Nikki can see them. If you're in Canada, I can see them. But if you're anywhere else, I don't know if we can see them at all. Yeah, there's there's a website we can go to. I think it's like Chartable or whatever. But yeah. there's something that know. gives us something. Anyway, we would love anyway, if you did that. Thank you guys so much for being here, for listening to us, for giving us mm-hmm. feedback, for sending your voice memos, for just being here for the yeah. crazy journey that this is. In this time uh, and place, whether you're yeah. in the back seat or the front seat, <laughs> trading smokes, bearing weight, taking fire. Yeah. We appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Okay, bye guys. <laughs>